Good evening, my brother in, in Jesus Christ. I want to welcome you all this evening to the third Victory Night Service 2020. Before we could even start, I would like us to, if you have your songbooks at home, you could turn to the songbook in song number 566 in your songbook, the blue books that you have at home, song 566, and we will just sing the song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, All Our Sins and Griefs to Bear. What a friend we have in Jesus All our sins and griefs to bear What a privilege to carry Everything to God in prayer Oh what peace we often forfeit Oh, what needless pain we bear All because we do not carry Everything to God in prayer trials and temptation is that trouble anywhere we should never be discouraged take it to the Lord in prayer can we find a Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus this evening. You are our friend. You are our brother. You are our God. Father, we pray that this evening as we wait upon you and as we speak about your word, we pray that you will reveal your word to every listener, Lord God. To anyone who is hurt, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will speak to them. You will encourage them. If anyone is discouraged, Father, we pray that your word will reach out to them this evening. If anybody is living in fear of the future, Lord, you are our hope. We set under this time into your hands. Have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Being a victory night service, and if we do not have testimonies, always it is... Uh, uh, not good. I was just talking to the technical team at this moment and uh, happened to have a chance to talk to Brother Stanrick and Brother Viveken and by the grace of God, Brother Viveken was sharing how good 
God was to his daughter during this time of the situation where when his daughter had to go back to the college and she shares a room with a, with a girl from China and it so happened in a perfect timing that while she went to reach that place, the girl had already come there about 14 days before and she had a, a time to go through the quarantine uh, period. So we thank God and I believe when we have the blood of Jesus upon us, no matter where we are, no matter what be the situation or circumstance, the presence of God, the power of God, the blood of Jesus protects us from any type of problem. So we thank God for that testimony. And I'm sure there must be many brothers and sisters also having a testimony just like our brother Vivekan wanted to share. I'm sure most of you also will be having, but there is a time and don't worry. Be strong. Your time will come for you to give all the glory to God and to God alone. I want to thank the uh, brethren who have come forward today to play all glory to, to, to God for their acceptance. I have um, Nikhil and Romeo also been a part of this. We want to thank the pastoral team of our church and everyone who has taken a part to, to do their best so that you brethren can receive it online. God's word is not scarce. It will reach no matter where you are. All glory to God. This evening I have titled my message as God's goodness and mercy will follow you. I have taken it from Psalm 23 and uh, I am going to dwell upon verse 6 alone. Psalm 23 verse 6 alone where the word of God says God's goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. To be very precise, it says, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. All around the world, people are only talking one thing, sending and receiving message on only one thing. And the one topic that we hear from everybody is Corona, 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 no matter where you go. That's the only thing of conversation. And I believe if people could only spend half of that time talking about Jesus, maybe the message of the gospel will at least reach half of the world. Because constantly wherever you go, in the media, through friends, through family, there's nothing else other than Corona. Fear has gripped the hearts of many people and there is a chaos that is taking place all around us but I want us to turn our focus for a moment away from Corona to Jesus our Jehovah Raha the Lord is my shepherd brethren if you remember on December 27th 2019 the Lord gave us a prophetic message which was spoken in our church. My presence will go before you. And again, he was preparing us in the prophetic message for 2020. And again, God gave another word in January 24th on a title, In Times of Crisis, God with Us. So if you look very carefully, God had prepared us much in advance in, in the month of December 
to say that my presence is going to go before you. And then he gave the same word in one month later saying, in times of crisis, I am going to be with you. Some reason, many of us have not pondered over when the word of God comes to us. God had prepared this church much in advance. Many are spending great deal of time worrying what lies ahead. They are not enjoying today because they are worried about what holds tomorrow. Today, I want us to just focus on God's word and his promise. Let us look at God's solution today for the fear that is gripping us all around us. I know it's real. It's not fake. It's real. But what is God's solution to us in a time like this? God's goodness and mercy will follow you. Can I hear an amen? In the book of Psalms 118, if you have your Bibles, please turn your Bibles to Psalm 118, verse 24. The Bible says that this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. My brethren, today is the day we need to rejoice and be glad in the presence of God. Why are people worried? That's my question. I have several questions today in my message. Why are people worried? People are worried because of one reason. They forget who holds their tomorrow. They have no knowledge as to who holds their tomorrow. It is not Corona that holds your tomorrow. It is the Lord Jesus Christ that holds your tomorrow. Amen. The Bible is so true. When it talks in the book of Matthew chapter 6 verse 30, it says, O you of little faith, when trials come, the first thing that goes out of our window is our faith in our living God. David, the author of Psalm 23, was not worried when he wrote about it. Let us go back to that scripture. Keep your Bibles open to Psalm 23 and let us ponder over this one scripture and see what God is going to teach us through the scripture. Let us go back to it. Psalm 23 verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Do you find anywhere that David was worried when he was writing this? Obviously not. David was confident. Now, where did you, you get that type of confidence? Or where does a Christian get that type of confidence? If you are a believer today and you are listening to God's word this evening, there are three reasons that I want to show you why you do not have to fear either Corona or any virus or any situation or any circumstances. Now that because I said that you don't have to fear because of Jesus, but that does not give us a chance to go live the way we want to live, thinking that we can live any way that we want to, but that is wrong. We have a law in this land. The law says for us to be away, we have to obey, and our obedience is needed 100%. Even if our obedience is 99%, we are living in disobedience. My first point for this evening is, 
we should not have to fear because God cares for us. My first point, I'm having three points that I would like to share with you. The first one is, we should not have to fear because God cares for us. If you have your family members beside you, you have a friend that is beside you and they are listening to this message, tell them with confidence, tell them in faith that we should not have to fear because God is with us. I want you to notice at the same verse, it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I want to promise you, brethren, three things. Number one, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, then you can expect God's protection and provision for you and for your household and those that come under your umbrella. Number one. Number two, no matter what happens to us in this season or during this time, God will work in our lives to bring out the best in this bad situation or this bad circumstances. God has something good. We are not able to see it in the supernatural. We are only looking at it from the natural thing and we are worried. My third point is, out of this, it will either be for your good or my good. Number two, it will be good for the others that are around us. Number three, it will be good for the kingdom of God. We must need to ponder over this. Let us turn our Bibles to Psalm 145. If you have your Bibles, turn it to 145. And we will look at verse 20. Psalm 145, verse 20. The Bible says, The Lord watches over all who love him. My brethren, I want you to look at the scripture very carefully. And if you have a paper Bible, I want you to underline that word, all who love him. The Bible says that God will watch over you. God is not a liar. He is a true God and he is a God of his word. Now, there are terms and conditions for, for God to watch over us. So, what are the terms and conditions for God to to watch over us. Number one, it says, we should love the Lord our God with all our hearts, with all our soul, and with all our strength. There are terms and conditions that we need to love the Lord our God. We are told over and over in the Bible that God cares about the smallest details in our life, no matter how small. We always want to look at the big things, but even the small things, God wants to meet you at your point of need. Now, God doesn't do this because he has all the time in the world. He does it because he loves you and me. And that's what the enemy wants to take away from us, that God doesn't love you. He would still, if you were the only one left and Constantly I use this word from the pulpit. If you were the only one left, God would still send Jesus to die for you and for me. Amen. Let's go back again to verse 6. I want, we are going to ponder only on this one verse. It says, surely goodness and mercy will follow. I, want you, I would like you to underline that word follow. What did he mean by that follow? Obviously, David had many moments in his life 
There were times when his life was in the pit. David is not saying that God is with me, only good things should happen to me. He is saying that goodness will follow me. Many times we think that I am a child of God, I am serving God, I am living for God. Bad things are not supposed to happen. David is not saying that. What he is saying is goodness will follow you no matter what be the circumstances or situation. Now what does that mean? It means that good things will always come out of every situation we face in our life no matter what it will be. The ultimate is always for our good. I would like you to say an amen to that. And that will be your portion in Jesus' name. Brethren, the blood of Jesus has all the power, number one, to heal. The blood of Jesus has all the power to restore. The blood of Jesus has all the power to protect. The blood of Jesus has all the power to purify from any plague, any disease, any circumstances that you are going through. The blood of Jesus has the power to protect you. I would like you, as wherever you are in your home, just to lift your hands to God. And we will sing this song in faith along with me, no matter where you are, no matter what your situation is. And as we sing this song, I want you to lift up your hands to God and say, Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus it washes white as snow. One more time. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus, it washes white as snow. We know that there is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power. Power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Brethren, as we have sang this song, I want you to take one moment. I want you to claim the blood of Jesus on yourself. If you have your children beside you, take a moment and place your hands 
on your children. And if you, your child for some reason is not there in faith, you could place your hands on your heart. If you have your parents beside you, go near your parents and just put your hand onto their shoulders and pray that every disease or coronavirus will have no authority over you or your family. It will have no authority over your brothers or your sisters or your home. That virus will bypass your house because of the blood that is shed on Calvary is upon you and your household. I want you to do this in faith no matter where you are. You have the authority, life and death is in your hands. Go right now. Claim the blood of Jesus. We are in a very bad situation, circumstances right around us. But God has given you the authority to trample over snakes and scorpions and to overcome every powers of darkness. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. No power of darkness that is below has any authority over you or your household. Father, I pray in agreement with everyone who has stretched out their hands, who has reached out to some loved one. I pray in agreement with them, wherever they are, your word reaching their hearts right now, Lord God. Father, stretch forth your healing hand and touch everyone. Just on the day of Passover, the angel of death passed over your children's houses. I pray that no corona will ever come near your children or their dwelling, Father. We say thank you for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. God's children say, Amen. Now you must notice that this promise that God has given to all believers, I want to share one more word which says Romans chapter 8. We all know it is very famous word and the most powerful word. Romans chapter 8 verse 28, the Bible says, For we know that all things, mark that in your Bible, all things work for the good of those who love him. No matter what you are going through right now. Maybe you are lonely. Maybe you are depressed. Maybe you are questioning God. But brethren, I want to encourage you this afternoon, this evening. The Bible says, those who love him, who have called according to his purpose. Not all things are good, my brothers and sisters. But all things work out to bring the best results in our lives if we allow God to work in our lives. I understand that it's difficult to see God's goodness in the midst of tragedy. When bad things happen, it's not easy to see the goodness of God in that situation. There are times when you feel that God is not good to you. You have been faithful and you wonder, is God good to me? Because you are experiencing everything that is around you as bad. And you wonder where God is. Sometimes you would like to scream out to heaven. And ask, what are you doing there God? Are you looking at me of what I am going through? Remember even Jesus on the cross said that. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Every single one of us 
will go through those times in our lives when we will have the same question why is this happening we may not some of us may not tell it to anybody we may not even share it with somebody but we will be asking ourselves why is this happening to me what have i done wrong there are times when it is impossible to see the goodness of god through what we are going through i want to tell you something we do not see god's goodness until the end god's goodness is always comes at the last part when david says surely goodness and mercy will follow me he is not saying that only good things will happen to us david is not saying that let me give you an example pay attention when paul was imprisoned in rome was that good of course not it was not good to see a man after god's own heart running and going to do god's work yet while he was in prison in rome paul wrote a large portion of the new testament did goodness come from paul's imprisonment and the question is and the answer is yes today we already have used paul's writings to see how much we are able to encourage ourselves how much we are able to encourage everyone because of what that man had gone through from paul's pain we have all gained from every pain that that man has gone through we are gaining today sometimes you might be going through a circumstances or situation i i do not know what you're going through one day you will be a mighty testimony for god to say through my trials through the my falling through what i've gone through god had turned it all for my good amen the question is how does god look after his children in times like this that's a question that we need to ask and there is an answer to every question of of us those who are struggling there is an answer in the bible for your question the problem with many believers is because we do not know the bible we do not know that there is an answer to our question god has got every question there is an answer for this how does god look after us you find it in psalm 91 verse 11 the answer to this it says for he will command his angels look at that word underline it is angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways not in some of your ways in all your ways there are two things that you need to underline there his angels and in all your ways in every way of us no matter what we are doing god says i have got my angels with you my question this evening are angels real of course they are angels are invisible helpers the bible says that god made them for for a certain reason and god created them the primary reason angels were created was to protect every child of god primary reason for those who are on earth you don't see them you don't talk to them but they are there on our behalf with us before us behind us beside us we don't have just one angel watching over us if you look at the scripture again it says 
is angels. We have many angels that are watching over us. The enemy has made us blind to see, to think that there is no one with us when we are going through bad situations. But I want to prove him wrong today. The Bible is true. The Bible is true. Amen. Now I want you to realize that just because we have guardian angels watching over us, it does not mean we are exempted from bad things happening to us. Just because we have guardian angels, that does not mean we will never have bad things. Now, I'll show you from scripture. David had angels watch over him. Did he go through a bad time? Oh yes, David struggled all the time till he went to the throne. He ran from that one man who was even anointed to be king. Paul had angels ministering to him. And certainly we know that Paul had problems all along his life. Sometimes bad things do happen to us. One thing you can count on the fact that God will see you through every adversity that you go. No matter what you go through, God will always bring out the best at the end. Amen. My second point this evening is we should not fear because God's grace is working in us. We should not fear because God's grace is working in us. Notice again, let us go back to that scripture of verse 6. And look, it says, it not only says that goodness will follow you, it also says that mercy will follow you. Not just goodness, but also mercy will follow you. I want you to underline both those words, goodness and mercy. We will ponder over the scriptures and see them both. I don't know about you this evening, but I would rather have grace, that is mercy, than God's justice over my life. I would rather prefer God's grace to be upon me than his justice. So what is grace? Grace is the fact that God gives us what we need and not what we deserve. I am glad that God does not give us what we deserve. The Bible says that God is gracious. My second question, what is mercy? Mercy is grace in action. Mercy is grace in action. Why do we need mercy? Why does every one of us need mercy? We need mercy because we are imperfect. We all stumble in our pursuit to be what God wants us to become. Jesus paid the penalty on the cross for everything that you and I have done. Brethren, so we do not have to think that God is trying to punish us when bad things happen to us. And that's a childlike mentality. The moment something bad happens, we immediately, the enemy puts that in our mind. Oh, maybe I did something wrong. No, God is punishing me. See, the people of the world want to punish you. Even your parents will want to punish you the moment you do wrong. Your boss will want to punish you the moment you do wrong. But that's not with Jesus. He is not waiting with a rod the moment you do something wrong to hit you or to beat you up. No. When you understand God's grace is working in your life, then you will not fear anything. I want us to turn our Bibles. We are going to read a scripture. 
Turn our Bibles to Psalm 103. And I want you to see into the scripture what God is speaking to your heart this evening. Psalm 103, we will read from verses 2 to 11. Psalm 103, 2 to 11. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Look at that. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Have you seen that, my brothers? We, he says that our, he does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. As I, as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. If you have the fear of God in your heart, God's love is beyond measure. Amen. When you understand God's grace, you have no reason to fear. Why? I'll give you the answer to that. Why you don't have to fear? Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 4 and see what the Bible is telling us. Hebrews chapter 4 and let us look at verse 16, what the Bible tells us. Why we do not have to have reasons to fear. Hebrews 4, 16 says, Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive, number one, mercy and find grace to help us in our times of need. Brethren, underline those three words that we may receive mercy, we may find grace, and what? It will help us to find in time of need. We are in need now. We can go to God and say, God, let your mercy fall upon me and my household in a time of crisis like this. I want us to notice, the Bible says in verse 6, all the days of my life. And let us ponder over that. My third and my final point on this message is, we should not fear because God has guaranteed our future. The third point is, we should not fear because God has guaranteed our future. He holds our future. Corona does not hold our future, my brothers and sisters. It is God who holds our future. It's not your parents, it's not your brothers, it's not your boss, it's not circumstances that are going to hold your future. It is the Lord Jesus that holds yours and my future. Amen. 
we might be sitting here in our homes listening to this message and you might be thinking that god's goodness and mercy is enough but i want you to pay attention if there's a going to pay attention right now this third point is very crucial for you to pay attention god has done much more than that mercy and goodness once again let us go back to verse 6 and see the final part it says and i will dwell in the house of the lord for ever brethren if you have your bibles i want you to underline the word and i will explain why that one word is so important to underline in your scripture that one word and connects yesterday today and tomorrow amen in using that one word we are reminded that god cares for us each and every day not just yesterday that he cared that many people have this wrong doctrine that god worked miracles only in the time of the disciples no it's wrong he is the same yesterday today and forever he is the same god he says that and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days whenever you are going through a situation say this verse continuously in your heart believe what god is talking to you he has guaranteed a future for you and for me pay attention to a very important part of this message right now let us turn our bibles to 2 corinthians chapter 5 and we look at verse 1 2 corinthians chapter 5 and let us look at verse 1 what the bible has to tell us it says we know that if this earthly tent we live in is destroyed we have a building from god an eternal house in heaven not built by human hands now how long will an eternal house last That's a question. Look at that scripture. I would like to read it one more time. We know that if this earthly tent we live in is destroyed, that is this body, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Now, how long will this eternal house stand? And the answer is forever. Brethren, some day our bodies are going to die it's the truth but you will not die you're wondering why i say that our bodies might die but that is not the end of it all we are going to live forever in one place or two there are either one of the two places we will either spend eternity in heaven or hell heaven and hell are real places we will spend eternity in one of these places our place for eternity is up to you and me eternity is not to god it is what you do you have the choice to decide whether you want eternity in heaven you have the choice whether you want eternity in hell why should the christian have no fear of the future 
Let us look as why a child of God should not have fear of the future. Let us turn our Bibles again to the same book, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We look at verses 6 and 8. There are two verses connecting to what we just now read. Verses 6 and 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 6 and 8. The Bible says, Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home, in the body, we are away from the Lord. Verse 8. We are confident, I say, and I would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. Death for a Christian is reward. Death for a Christian is a reward. For a Christian, death brings no fear. Every child of God in the first century faced death with a smile because they knew absent from the body is present with their maker. Listen, you are not ready to live until you are ready to die. Let me say that again. You are not ready to live until you are ready to die. Only a fool will go in life unprepared for something that everyone knows for certain what's going to take place. So what is heaven like is the question. Let me give you some words that will help you to describe heaven. Number one, heaven is reward for your life on earth. Number one, heaven is a reward. I'll give you two scriptures, study it after the message. You'll find it in Revelation chapter 22 verses 11 to 12 because of time I'm just giving you the scriptures Revelation chapter 22 verses 11 to 12 and I'll give you one more scripture James chapter 1 verse 2 shows us that there is a reward for us Revelation 22 verses 11 to 12 James chapter 1 verse 12 number two second point is reunited we will be reunited with Christ and our loved ones who are gone before us. But I'm talking about the loved ones who know Jesus as Lord and Savior, who have walked in obedience. For that, I'll share you two, three scriptures. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 to 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 to 18. The second scripture is John chapter 14 verses 1 to 3 Matthew chapter 8 verse 11 there are three scriptures from the word of God that tells us that we will be reunited with Christ the third reward or the third thing word for heaven is reassigned we will be there to be and we'll be equipped to do certain things revelation chapter 20 verse 4 gives an answer of what we will be re reassigned we will reign with Christ for a thousand years that's the reason I always tell you if you go into a place you can claim that ground for Jesus and every ground that you claim for Christ and you win souls that will be your portion in Jesus name my fourth one is to describe heaven is released you will be released from pain, sorrow, suffering and fear. Now I don't want you to have fear that Brother Claude is preaching that we are going to die tonight. 
I'm only saying you will be released from pain, sorrow, suffering and fear. Revelation chapter 21 verses 3 and 4. I will just read one scripture verses 4. Revelation chapter 21 verse 4. Revelation 21 verse 4. The Bible says, He will wipe away all tears from their eyes and there will be no more death nor sorrow nor crying nor pain all of that has gone forever that sounds like heaven for me and I'm sure that will sound as heaven for you also so my next question who is heaven made for clearly it's not made for everyone. I know many people have this false pretense. The moment you give your life to Jesus, you're going to heaven. That is only just the starting point. Knowing Jesus is only the beginning of your, of your journey. That's not the end. Heaven is for those that believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And number two, those who continue, continue persevere through faith in Christ. Not just the starting, but it's the one who does not start the race, but the one who completes the race. Heaven is prepared for that person. There is a crown of life. Amen. Let me share you a scripture. 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 4 to 6. 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 4 to 6. God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which says, I'll paraphrasing it, has given us an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice though now for a little while you may have to have suffer grief in all kinds of trial for a short time corona is going to go away soon corona will be an history for us we can tell generations to come we were there we can tell generations that we sprinkled the blood of jesus upon our door frames we could tell generations to come that we sprinkled the blood of jesus upon our children that the sickness bypassed us in jesus name brethren the Lord knows that many of us are suffering in different kinds of trial. Corona is just one among them. I just want to encourage you, no matter whoever you are, wherever you are, hold on. Hold on. Don't give up. Don't throw the towel into the ring. God is with you. He is your good shepherd. The one who called you is faithful. Just hold on my brothers and sisters. I may not know what you're going through, but the Lord knows it. You are not listening to this message by accident. There's no accident in God's kingdom. God has got a perfect timing, perfect timing for you and you alone. This is your word. Hold on. I know many of you are struggling. Maybe you have been laid off. There's no jobs. There are many who have asked to quit. Don't be discouraged. We have enough scriptures today to show us that our God is with us. Heaven was made for those that confess Jesus 
as Lord and Savior. If you do not love Jesus, pay attention. If you do not love Jesus, why would you want to spend eternity with him? Is a question that I want to ask you today. Listen to me. The most important thing in life is not making money. I know we all came to this land to make money, but that's not the most important thing. One of these days, I'm sorry to say it, we will die. We will die one day. When that happens, it will not matter how much you are worth, how many billions you have. The only thing that matters is what you did with the man called Jesus Christ. What you did with that man. Did you make him as your Lord and Savior? That's what that matters at the end. Not what you have become. Now how do you prepare for heaven? I ask you this question. How do you prepare for heaven? You prepare for heaven by building your character. Your character has to be built. That is the only thing that you will take along with you to heaven. Is your character. To all the saved brothers I want to ask you a question. Even though I am talking to the unsaved but I want to talk to the saved ones now. I am not frightening you. You have accepted Jesus. I want to ask you only one question. Is Galatians 5, 22 to 26 part of your life? And if you try, look at that scripture and ask yourself that scripture. Be hard on you tonight. After this message, after you hear this message, I want you to go into your closet, the saved ones I'm talking to. Go into your closet. Open Galatians 5. Look at verse 22 to 26. And what it says is that part of your life then if you say yes when you kneel on your kneel down before the lord heaven is a place for you remember only one thing my brothers this evening heaven is prepared for the faithful not for those who began the race those who ended the race does everyone go to heaven is a question and i have a sad answer absolutely not Revelation 21 Turn your Bibles to Revelation 21 And we are going to see the answer to that question Does everyone go to heaven? Revelation 21 verse 8 Please open your scriptures And if you have your loved ones with you I request you right now To read that scripture right loud In the presence of your loved ones Maybe one of your loved ones may not be having a Bible the Bible says in Revelation 21 verse 8, But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexual immoral, those who practice magic heart, the idolaters, and all liars, their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. Here is the answer to say, does everyone go to heaven or not? How do you know if you are going to heaven? Is a question that I want to ask a very hard question tonight to everyone who is listening to this message. How do you know whether you are going to heaven? And this is an acid test that we have to answer. It's a serious question and please pay attention to the saved and to the unsaved I'm asking. If you do not hear anything tonight, I want you to hear this one thing. If you were to die tonight, where would you go? 
You might ask me, Brother Claudie, do you know that you will go to heaven? And my answer to that question is, without a shadow of doubt, I know I am going to heaven if he takes me even tonight. Why? And I will give you the answer as to why I have that confidence that I will go to heaven tonight. Simply because I have done what the Bible has commanded me to do. I have a simple answer. I am not giving you rocket scientists to do things. Let me show you a scripture to prove that this is the confidence that you and I can have to tell our friends, to tell our children that I know where I am going. Turn your Bibles to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. And let us look at two verses to tell us where we are going. John chapter 10 verses 27 and 28. John 10, 27 to 28. Brethren, I would like you, if you are the elder of your house, I want you to read the scripture right loud to your children or to those that are around you. We will read it slowly to understand the scripture. My sheep, listen to my voice. I know them. You might say that you know Jesus. Here the Bible says, My sheep listen to my voice. Whose voice are you listening to every day? There are so many voices that are crying out to you. There are so many circumstances and situations and various things are crying out to you. Whose voice are you listening to? It says that, I know them. It's the same thing like we might say, I know the President Donald Trump. I know the Prime Minister Modi. But the answer is, does Modi know you? Does Trump know you? The same thing the Bible says, I know him. That means God says, he knows you because you are his sheep. Pay attention. I want you to continue to read. And they will follow me. Just being a sheep is not enough. It says, they follow me, I give them eternal life. Here is your reward. That you are a sheep, you know his voice, he knows you, you follow him, his reward, I give them eternal life. And that eternal life, it says later on, and they will never perish. And I like this one verse. This is the verse for Corona right now. No one can snatch them out of my hand. No disease, no sickness, no plague, no circumstances. Nothing can snatch you out from the hand of God. Can I hear an amen? So how do I know I'm going to heaven? How do I know I'm going to heaven? Number one, my sheep listen to me. Number two, my sheep follow me. We need to follow him. Many of us start, especially those of you who are in ministries doing God's work, you started off very well. Somewhere down the line because somebody hurt you, somebody said something to you, you have stopped following. You have all your right reasons. But there's one reason that says, my sheep will follow me. The reason we stop serving God is because we are following man. 
we only want to please man we do not want to please our creator that's the reason there's so much of casualty in the christian world because all along they are following a leader so when the leader fails they fail but if you are following jesus no matter what obstacle comes you will say i will follow him till the end if you are doing these things then you can have the full confidence that you are going to heaven if you have not made jesus as your lord and savior this night i want to speak to those of you who have not made the lord jesus as the savior i want you to say a very simple prayer with me no matter where you are don't worry who's there who's beside you who's around you i want you to just if you can go on your knees if you can just go on your knees if you do not know jesus if you're feeling shy it's okay just bow your head and i want you to say a simple prayer after me because i do not want if tonight if you are going to go you have heard this message don't let this message bypass you don't let the enemy whisper into your ears this is just another message but i want to tell you this is not just another message it's a message for the right time right circumstances in the situation like this more than anything else we know to be sure whether we are going to heaven or not i want you to say the small prayer with me heavenly father i come to you in the name of jesus christ i am sorry for my sins please forgive me for all the wrong that i have done knowingly or unknowingly i'm sorry that many times when you have spoken to me i did not listen i'm sorry that i was busy with my own life jesus i come back to you today and i want to ask you to become my lord and my savior forgive me for all the wrong that i have done help me holy spirit to live a holy and acceptable life i ask this prayer in jesus name amen if you have prayed this prayer tonight you can be sure that you are going to heaven nothing can snatch you away brethren as we know this is the victory night i want to turn this night into a night of prayer if you are with your families i want you to hold on hold one of your family members hand wherever you are we are going to pray in agreement tonight because we are going to come against powers of darkness tonight today is going to be a victory for the church corona virus could never have come if the church had not slumbered we are supposed to be a watchman on the wall but for some reason we have slumbered and gone to sleep and when the watchman on the temp on the tower sleeps the enemy plays havoc i want you to take someone's hand i want you to hold the hand in agreement and we are going to pray for all the countries that are affected by this virus if you even have your child's hand hold that child's hand and say god pray the most simplest prayer and say lord we come to you for every country that is affected by this virus lord god very specially for we pray for those of your children who are called by your name 
who believe in you. We sprinkle the blood of Jesus upon them and everyone around, Lord God. Have mercy upon the nations that are rebelled against you, Lord God. Have mercy upon them, Lord God, because they have scorned your name, Father. They have, they have killed your children, Lord God. But Lord, we know that you are a merciful God. Have mercy, Father. Have mercy. I want you to pray for the people who are sick with the virus right now. Our second prayer point is pray for those that are sick with the virus. And keeping them as a point of contact, I want you to thank God for your family members who are safe and sound. And for your family back at home. Father, we pray for every sick person, Lord God. Father, we plead with you as a church, as a body of Christ, we come and we bow our knees before you this evening. Lord, we pray that, Lord, all over the world, the people are crying out to you. The world is now reaching out, Father. We have nobody else but you. We ask you to heal every sick person. Restore them back, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. We are going to pray for families that have lost loved ones. Many in the news we hear thousands and thousands are dying. Some are losing children. Many are losing their parents. And the elderly are dying. Let us pray for every grieving family. Church, pray. The disease has not ever come near us. That does not mean we sleep and slumber. Let us pray for every family that has lost one or two or three loved ones. Let us pray for the doctor's family. There were 51 doctors that were dealing with this virus have died. 51 doctors in one place. Let us pray for their families. They went in boldly where we don't have the courage. Father, we pray for their families that you will comfort them. Let us pray for those unable to get proper medical treatment. There are thousands of people who are not able to get proper medical treatment. Let us bow our heads and ask God, Father, send forth medical help, Lord God, to those areas that people are struggling. Brethren, we are now going to pray for Oman. Let us pray that everything will come back to normal. Everyone will be restored. Father, we pray for this nation. We have put our foot in this nation. Lord, heal this nation because your children are here. Heal every sick person that has been identified, Lord God. And let this virus be eradicated from this land in Jesus' name. Let's pray for those that have lost their jobs, who are being laid off, and many are asked to stay at home without salary. Let us lift them up and let us also ask God to show us these people that we can be of help to them. Father, we lift up everyone who has been laid off, Lord God. Those who have lost their jobs, you are a good God. You are a merciful God. Now, brethren, we are going to pray against all types of fear that is gripping God's children. God's children are being gripped with fear. Their children are somewhere, maybe in schools, colleges, workplaces. 
and they live with a fear my son my daughter should not be affected my wife should not be affected my husband should not be affected let us now lift our hands to heaven and say god take away fear from us lord god fear of is of the devil it's not from jesus father give us peace every child of yours who's listening to this message we pray that you will take fear and give peace lord god in jesus name we pray lastly i want us to turn to two chronicles a very famous scripture that we all hear everywhere are hearing about two chronicles chapter 7 verse 14 two chronicles chapter 7 verse 14 if my people were called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then i will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and will heal their land if we want healing to come to oman if we want healing to come to the nation from which we are representing here is a scripture that says if they will humble themselves turn from their wicked ways then i will hear from heaven and forgive their sins father we come to you as a church and we ask you forgive us for all the wrong that we have done lord we want this land to be healed father we want healing to come upon oman we want healing to come upon india we want healing to come upon nigeria we want healing to come upon the united states we want healing to come upon italy we want healing to come upon the philippines we want healing to come upon the U- upon uk we want healing to come upon australia and father the list goes on and on and on father have mercy we lift up every land to you and we ask let healing flow in that land in jesus name we pray we cannot close a victory night without your personal request wherever you are in whatever situation i want you to just lift your hands this is your time bring forth your request to god it is between you and your god take your request and ask the lord this is my personal request father i come for every request that every hand that is raised to heaven the request might be many lord god financial spiritual sickness lord god to bear healing restoration of relationships restoration of family members restoration of loved ones those that are struggling to come back to you those that who want to serve you today every personal request lord god children's education father we ask you to answer their prayers in jesus name we pray most gracious and loving father we come to you in the name of jesus we thank you for this time i pray that the enemy will not take even a single word from your children that he will not steal anything from them today is salvation in every home is deliverance in every home is restoration in every home is a comeback in every home is there a surety in every home and father we pray lord god that every home will rejoice today because they have made a decision to commit their lives to you we thank you father for everything we thank you 
for all of these brethren who have taken part to come and serve you. We thank you for every member who has reached out to listen to this message that you will bless them. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children say, Amen. Let us share the grace. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Have a blessed week. God bless you, bread of life, and everyone who is listening to this message. In Jesus' name, we bless you. Amen.